Today, Matt and Megan, you have brought your daughter, Millie, who looks amazing today. When I first saw Millie, she gave me a big smile, so my day's made. <laughs> Anything else, can, uh, I can get a flat tire on the way home, it ain't going to matter. I got a big smile today. So, um, Just to kind of whet your appetite for the sermon that's going to be coming up, we, uh, during our uh, last five, six, seven weeks, we've had a few weather incidents in between, have been looking at these five ministry insights. Uh, these, you might say, are kind of the five ways that we play ball here at Gloria Day. And uh, we're to the last one today. The last one today is the one up in the upper right, the one that is, I guess, kind of reddish-orange there, life to faith. Uh, you know, one of the things I hear, sadly, every once in a while from somebody about attending a church, people will, will say to me, Pastor Mike, I, I would love to come to church, but my life is such a mess. I don't know that I would really be welcome there right now. And I, I just feel terrible about that because we are, for lack of a better way to say this, a hospital for sinners. If your life is already perfect, then you probably don't really need to come here. So um, we talk a lot around here about meeting people where they're at in life. Meet them where they're at in life and then have them come on this amazing journey with us as together we grow in faith. Okay? So you'll hear more about this in my sermon today. Uh, I'll also kind of be doing a little recap of, of the other places that we've, uh, the other four that we've talked about. But again, here at Gloria Day, we meet people where they're at in life and together we journey to faith. We're going to continue now with our Kyrie and Praise song. Our gospel lesson today is written for us in Matthew's Gospel, the ninth chapter. And I just want to do a little quick setup here. Uh, Our sermon today is going to be about meeting people where they're at in life and bringing them to faith. And this is maybe the best example of this. Jesus meets with tax collectors. Now don't think IRS agents because you're not thinking properly on that. Tax collectors in Jesus' day were the people who collaborated with the hated Romans to collect taxes for the enemy. They were Jews who had sold their souls to the devil. And everybody hated these people. The tax collectors were the scum that scum need to wipe the bottom of their shoes from. Terrible people. Here's the story. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. Here ends our gospel lesson. I'll invite you to be seated. If I could have you go ahead and advance to that next one, Mark. Faith to life. 
Faith to Life. It's our last of our series on what, again, what we call the five spiritual insights. Uh, And again, as I mentioned before, for about roughly the last month or so, we have been taking a look at these guiding principles, we might say, of how it is that we operate here at Gloria Day. And what I want to do is just do a quick review for you of what we've looked at in this series. So Mark, if you go ahead and advance that next one. Uh, We began the series at the bottom there, actually, pointing out that here at Gloria Day, it is okay to have doubts. God doesn't chastise us for having doubts. God doesn't mind if we have a lot of questions. Because it's through our doubts and through our questions that we come to know God in ever deeper ways. Some churches tell you you should have zero doubts, not here at Gloria Day. Gloria Day, we welcome doubts because, again, it's through our doubts that we grow. All right, next, next one we looked at was the next one up to the left. Uh, we discussed how we don't just learn about God-related things to gain head knowledge. We learn so that we can take our knowledge and put it into action. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus here in the greater community of Rochester. And so we choose here at Gloria Day to be a laboratory. We're a laboratory, not just a lecture place. And just like any laboratory, we do experiments here. We try some new things here. And what we're trying to do, what we're experimenting, is ways to bring the love of Christ to all people. So again, we are a place that's a lab, not a place of lecture. And then, three weeks ago today, we took the green box on. We talked about how important it is to embrace the promise from Jesus that He came to bring us abundant life now. So here at Gloria Day, we cling to that promise. We don't treat life as though life is something that we should just, you know, kind of be miserably uh, biding our time until we finally die someday. No, no, no. We live with joy at Gloria Day each and every day. And so that means here at Gloria Day, we smile. Here at Gloria Day, we laugh, we dance, we might even sneak in a card game or two. Okay? We serve and love our neighbors, and in our serving and loving our neighbors, we actually enjoy doing it. Because we believe and trust that promise from Jesus that God gave us life in order to live it to its fullest, not to just sit there being lifeless and miserable. Now last week, Pastor Kerry took on the kind of orangish-yellow box. Talked about how we practice what we call open spirituality here at Gloria Day. Now, now make no mistake about this, we are proudly and we are staunchly Christians. And more specifically, we are Lutheran Christians. And because we are so deeply grounded in our Christian Lutheran identity, we can and we do embrace wisdom from other sources. Great teachings into the life of God can and have been made by people of many backgrounds and many nations. And so we don't reject brilliant insights just because the person making them might have been, heaven forbid, not a Lutheran. You need the prime example of this. Martin Luther was a Roman Catholic. Okay? Martin Luther 
was a Roman Catholic. So we as Lutherans have always, right from our beginning, been open to looking at knowledge that we can learn from other, other traditions. All right, we're up to our fifth and final sermon in our series. Our topic today, again, is called Life to Faith. And here's what I want to do. I don't want to get all theoretical today. What I'm going to do instead is i got a story I want to tell you. It's a story that's very deeply personal to me. And when I think that I'm done with this story, I hope that you'll understand. I hope you'll understand what we mean when we say here at Gloria Day, Gloria Day that we practice life to faith. Okay? So i got a story I want to tell you. You ready? We need to go back in time, to the year 1993. Okay, that's a while back now, 27 years to be specific. And this story that I want to tell you takes place here. Go ahead, Mark. Arkansas. Why Arkansas? Well, I, 27 years ago, had taken a computer job working for these guys. Go ahead. You ever see those trucks on the road? J.B. Hunt Trucking Company, headquartered in northwest Arkansas, Lowell, Arkansas, to be specific. Okay? So I'd taken a job with those guys. I worked in their main office as a computer programmer. Now, next thing I want to show you is a picture of our family from 1993. Go ahead. All right. Haven't changed a bit, have I? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So... 1993, those people you see behind you are are four northern transplants living in the deep south of Arkansas. I want to tell you about that, that guy that you see in the picture. He's a meathead. And I'm not joking, he really is. Now don't hear me wrong, the guy in the picture is smart enough and, and, and all that. But i got to tell you, that guy, 27 years ago, his life is kind of a jumbled mess. And in particular, his spiritual life is a jumbled mess. He believes in God, but he has absolutely no concept of how much God believes in him. And when he thinks about God, which, by the way, isn't very often, all he feels is condemnation and judgment. He thinks God probably hates him. And he has this sinking feeling in his gut that he's never ever really going to be in God's good graces. That sound familiar to any of you? So anyway, these four northern transplants who find themselves in Arkansas begin attending this place. Go and advance to that next one. Peace Lutheran Church in the city of Rogers, Arkansas. By the way, a little aside, how many of you in in your life ever owned a Daisy BB gun? Guess where those are made? Rogers, Arkansas. Okay? So anyway, we are members at Peace Lutheran Church 27 years ago, and it was at Peace Lutheran where I met this guy. Go ahead and advance. His name was Vern Withans. And Vern and his wife, Neva, were retirees who were from Minnesota, actually. And they were enjoying their golden years down in Arkansas. 
The story I want to tell you today is about Vern. Vern, I can safely say, was about as ordinary as any person I've ever met in my life. He wasn't tall. He didn't have movie star good looks. As you can see in the picture, his balding head was as shiny as my balding head is. Vern wasn't rich. He wasn't dumb, but he wasn't Albert Einstein either. He wasn't a smooth talker. He wasn't athletic. And again, I don't mean to denigrate or disparage Vern, but he was incredibly ordinary in every single way. The, the word that I guess comes to my mind is nondescript. Vern was totally nondescript. And for, for some reason, I, I'm, I'm not sure why, but for some reason, despite our age difference, Vern took a liking to me at Peace Lutheran. Maybe, maybe it was our Minnesota connection. I, I, I'm not sure. Anyhow, Vern would always find me every Sunday morning after worship to visit with me. And at the time, back in 1993, I honestly had no idea why Vern seemed so drawn to me. But I've had 27 years to think about that. I, I think all these years later I know why, and hence this story. So here, here comes the story now. On, sun, on a Sunday uh, in the spring of 1993, Vern caught me after worship, and he said to me, Hey Mike, I think you and I need a guy's day out together. So he said, What do you say we, we have a guy's day out next Saturday morning? Now, I've got I to be brutally honest. Got to be brutally honest in church, right? Okay? Got to be brutally honest. My brain tried very quickly to think of some valid-sounding excuse to, to not do this. But my brain came up totally empty. Big surprise there, right? Okay. So, you know, what could I do? I said, all right, Vern, yeah, let's do that. So, the next Saturday morning, I made my way to Vern's place down in Springdale, Arkansas. And the moment I arrived at his place, Vern came out of his house and he kind of pointed over to the side and over there was an old pickup truck. It looked like it might have been one of the very first ones that rolled off the assembly line that Henry Ford had set up. I mean, it was old. But we hopped in that pickup and off we went. Now, you've got to understand something. You've got to understand something. I had absolutely no idea where we were going to go on this guy's day out. Vern hadn't said what we were going to do. I had no idea. I had no idea if we were going to go fishing. I had no idea if we were going to go hiking. Northwest Arkansas is in the Ozark Mountains. I thought maybe we were going to go mix moonshine. I didn't know. No idea. No idea. I got to tell you this, though. I was not prepared for where we went. We went first to an old, dilapidated school building that upon our arrival, outside of this school building, there were about two dozen guys. All these guys were in their 20s, maybe early 30s. They're all huddling together in the entryway. And I'll tell you this, I have never seen before, nor have I ever seen since, so many cigarettes being smoked. And these guys... 
How do, how do I say this delicately? Um, these guys were really, really rough looking. There were lots of old uh, army trench coats in that group, as I recall. So we pull up at this old school. Vern hops out of the pickup, and you would have sworn that a celebrity had just arrived. Those guys started flocking to Vern like he was Elvis Presley or something. And, and, and I'm not kidding you. These guys turned and they saw Vern and every one of them, old man! And they're just like flocking to him. Big grins, patting him on the back, tapping his bald head. And for the next 20 minutes or so, Vern just stood there talking to these guys, laughing with these guys, asking these guys about their families, just showing these guys that somebody cared about him. Well, like I said, about 20 minutes went by and a bell rang and these guys had to go back inside that decrepit building for another one of their sessions, okay? Because they were all there for alcohol and drug rehabilitation treatment. Okay, so they had to go back in for another session. We hopped in the old rickety pickup again and down the road we went. Our next destination was a halfway house. Before we went in, Vern grabbed this big, big box out of the, the bed of the pickup, and that box was absolutely uh, overflowing with food. And so we went into this halfway house. A guy, a guy was sitting in there watching TV on this ratty old couch. Vern went up, kind of snuck up behind him and put him like in a headlock hold. Remember like Vern Gagne would do that back in the day? So he does that. And, and the guy, of course, is just laughing and, and hey, Vern, you know. And, and, and Vern says, hey, I got some things for you guys. I, I'm just going to leave it in the kitchen. And it was really interesting. The guy watching TV didn't say anything. He didn't say thank you or anything like that. Vern could have cared less. Couldn't have cared less. He took that big box of food, set it on the counter, and away we went. So we, we're on the road again, and then Vern says, Mike, we got one more stop. We proceeded to drive in this neighborhood to perhaps the smallest house I've ever seen in my life, not to mention perhaps the junkiest house I've ever seen in my life. Vern looked over at me, he goes, stay here in the truck. This is only going to take a minute. And so anyway, this, this guy comes out of the house, he's ridiculously skinny, he's got tattoos literally covering his body, he's got long hair that comes all the way down uh, to his backside. He probably was about 25 years old. And I see Vern and him talking, I couldn't hear what they were saying. And the next thing I see, Vern just gives this young man this huge bear hug. And I noticed too, I don't think Vern wanted me to see this, Vern had this big wad of, of dollars that I saw him hand to the guy. And I, I got to tell you folks, you haven't lived, you really haven't lived until you've seen an 80-year-old Minnesota guy hugging a tattooed, long-haired, 25-year-old Arkansas guy. Okay, you just haven't lived till you've seen that. So eventually Vern gets back in the pickup. I said, hey Vern, who was that? Vern said, well, his name doesn't matter, Mike, but you need to know this, he's all alone. And he's got AIDS. I check on him from time to time. And then after that, we headed down the road, but I could tell this time I knew where we were going. We're going back to Vern's house, and just like that, our guy's day out was done. Quite a morning. Now our topic today is called Life to Faith. 
Friends, that guy you see behind me, if you could flip it back to Vern. Vern Whithan showed me in, in probably about the most vivid way imaginable how to meet people where they are at. There's an old saying that says this. It says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Well, Vern showed every person that day that we ran into just how much he cared. And I found it so interesting. He didn't start thumping a Bible at any of those people on that Saturday morning. He didn't say to a single person that day, hey guys, get your acts together and then I'll care about you. He didn't do that. He just loved them. He just loved them, plain and simple. Vern met those guys where they were at. Vern was just taking his cues from Jesus. You know, Jesus ministered the same way. Jesus met people where they were at. He met them in the messiness of their lives, in the brokenness of their lives. He showed those people love. The tax collectors in our story today, messy, messy lives. Jesus showed them love. And people flocked to Jesus literally by the tens of thousands. Folks, that's our way. That's our way here at Gloria Day. We emulate Jesus. We emulate old Vern. We meet people where they are at. We we don't expect people to have it all together before they're welcome here. Because the truth is, nobody here has it all together. We all need God's grace. We all need God's forgiveness. So what we do here at Gloria Day is we help people build faith. But faith is not a prerequisite to being welcome to be here with us. And so I want to kind of close by saying this. Vern invited me that day, I am convinced, to show me that God loved and accepted me in the very same way that he, Vern, loved and accepted all of those people we met that day. I remember I tried to figure out why Vern wanted to do that day with me. I, I'm convinced Vern at church had a meathead detector. <laughs> I am absolutely convinced of that. And it must have gone off every time I walked by. And I think that's why he was so drawn to me. Because he knew I needed that lesson. And I am forever grateful to him for that lesson. I got to spend four hours that morning really with Jesus. Jesus looked a lot like Vern. (laughs) But I got to be with Jesus. Vern met me where I was at and looked at what resulted from that. I wasn't a pastor when I met Vern. I was a computer guy. I'm in no small part a pastor because of what people like Vern Widhans did for me. Met me where I was at. Brought me from my life to faith. So I want to say this to wrap up here. If you came here today for the first time, maybe you came here today for the 2,000th time, I want you to understand that we here at Gloria Day love you and we care about you as is. Because Jesus loves you and cares about you as is. And we promise at this congregation to meet you where you are at in life. And then we invite you, together with all of us, to grow in faith as we journey forward. Because again, here at Gloria Day, we practice life to faith. Amen.